<laughs> How about them boys? Jack his ass. Welcome back, everyone, to the Coconut Curry Podcast. If you're new here, we are three college students at the University of Pittsburgh just chatting about sports and hopefully offering a new perspective on everything. If you're new around here, please like, comment, subscribe. And if you are been here before and you're not subscribed, I don't know why you're not subscribed. Please help fund our medical profession endeavors. Please, 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 please. I'm broke. I'm $20,000 in debt. Please. I, I just want food. Man. Please. <laughs> please. I started looking up apartment costs the other day for potential med schools, and I was like, yo, I'm going to be in, like, mad debt. <laughs> yeah. You look at the tuition rates and you're just like, nice. like, oh, okay. Like, I understand I'll have to pay that. Maybe get some little like scholarship or whatnot. Then you're like, oh, I have to like pay where I live and exactly. just be an RA again. I mean, people follow this podcast for a long time. They know that I don't, I get paid to live on campus and take care of a bunch of freshmen. So <laughs> I've had to pay for housing and now I'm like, oh, oh now I gotta pay for housing. Fun <laughs> fact, they don't hire RAs when you're in grad school. Man, man, man. That's too also, damn bad. Also, I don't think I could do that for another year. <laughs> another year. That'd be terrible. That sports aside, you're not here to hear about our personal life and our troubles. You're here to hear about the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, and exactly. any other sports. Occasionally, flag football and track and field and the Winter Olympics and, and hockey. the NHL. Wait, yeah, no, just kidding. We don't talk about hockey. Um, so NFL big, big week, and we have three games that we want to highlight. And first off, Rip, as Raj said in that beautiful, just glorious cold open, is Eagles beating the Cowboys twenty-eight to twenty-three, and what was definitely one of the games of the year, all the way down to the last wire. Raj, give us your take. Neither team wanted to win that game towards the end. I don't know what was happening. I was going to have five heart attacks. I probably stroked was out. Was going to? I had five heart attacks. Go. I probably had three strokes. Um, yeah, I hate how the Eagles can't win comfortably anymore. What was the final score? 28, 28 to 23. 23. Cover that spread, though. They covered the spread. But yeah. like for so long, I was like, okay, Eagles are dominating this game. And then they just weren't. Yeah. Like I don't know what changed. I don't know what they was just started doing. The script. But so, the script made them. So what I talked about, I was talking to my dad last night. The Eagles defense is, I don't know if there's stats about it. Thank you, Raj. Thank you. I got a great cowboy hat on a now. talking hat. Um, oh, okay. I like this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> You're never going to have the hat back then. <laughs> uh, rats. Um, um, I was talking to my dad about it. I think the Eagles defense must be the worst defense in the front, in the opponent's 50. Like when yeah. the other team has yes. the ball. And needs to get to midfield. The Eagles' defense is like the greatest. No, it's the worst. No. Oh, it's the worst. Horrible. Oh, it's the other way around. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And yeah. then once they get into the red zone, they either like sack them out of field goal range. So they have to deep punt. But that means the offense never has good field position. So yeah. every time the offense comes on the field, it's like, well, we have to go 75 plus yards to go score. And then so every time it's like the offense doesn't score, and the other team gets good field position, and it's just like. I feel like that's why the Eagles never like blow teams out because they're just constantly like in bad positions, like. There was multiple times that game where the Cowboys had great field position starting at the 50, and it was like, all right, now just play like okay defense to avoid avoid anything. And of course, like you pretty much gave them a short field at the end because James Bradbury put yeah. an arm up ball on someone's grill <laughs> yeah. for no apparent reason. Bradbury's terrible. I mean, I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> He's so bad. And then he proceeds to get hurt. Then Darius Slay gets hurt the next play. That was, that, the, I don't I know. I mean, we'll, we'll flash forward to the end before we get into the whole game, but that was just like one of the most <laughs> wild sequence of events I've ever seen because in a matter of seconds, we got a defensive pass interference on Bradbury, which bailed the Cowboys out of that. It was like a 20 to 35 yard game. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was the only reason the Cowboys had a shot to win yes. that game. Yeah. Then he gets injured. Next play, Slay injured. Next play, Jalen Carter injured. Yep. And then all of a sudden, they're, they have a legit shot to win the game. Then you get two sacks. Yeah. 
back to back. And then now, Slade and Bradbury are back in the game. Out and, of yeah, yeah, they're back in the game. And then it, everything just happened. And I mean, the Eagles won. We talked about it last episode about the crate, the nice graphic that says, I'm so excited to watch my team. Oh, I want to kill myself. And then we're so bad. We're so, we're so back. Oh, no, like we won. We won. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what happened again. Yeah. Like every single week it happens. And I don't understand why it's like, again, the team can't win comfortably, but we have the best record in the league. We're eight and one. It's not like we've played like an abysmal schedule with just horrible teams after horrible teams. We've beaten some decent teams to this point. I'm just very glad the bye week is here for my own cardiovascular health. Yep. Same. <sighs> Peter, what were yeah. your impressions watching that game? I mean, the Eagles, they they find ways to... Thank you. Um, for Peter anybody, has a talking hat on. I, <laughs> I have the talking hat on. Um, so the Eagles... This just completely fried my brain and train of thought. Um, <laughs> the talking what, hat tends to do that to people. It really does. Um, like, realistically, the Eagles should always... They were never in a position that I felt like they weren't going to win that game literally up until the last 45 seconds of that game. And I I don't know why the like offense te- like seems to stall out right when it matters most and not necessarily like that they need to go score, but that they need like just to hold the ball and get a first down. Like they have a good run game like when they go to it. But then they don't go to it. And then it's like, what is it? Like third down and they throw like a deep ball down the field. And it's like, why are you doing this? This happened twice in the game. So the two last possessions were they had a third down and three and they threw like a 30 yard fade route. Yeah. That didn't result in anything. They had to punt the ball away. Cowboys come down. They score. Yeah. Um, Whatever. So then the Eagles have the ball the last time. It's like, oh, all they need to do is get a first down. And pretty much Dallas has no shot because they will be completely out of time and whatnot. They run the ball three straight times. They don't get the first down and they have to punt. But in that situation, I'm like, why on that third down would you go for a 30-yard pass, then the next time go for Three a, a two-yard yeah. run? Like, where Can we find the middle point where we're maybe trying to throw like a three-yard like slant route, like get yeah. AJ... I mean, AJ Brown scored on a route. You just kind of got him into the flat and then let him do his thing. Like, could we try to do that on a third down? Yeah. Like, why, why in one shot are we trying to take a big shot downfield to ju- when we just need to get the first down? And then the other time, we're just going to... Try to burn the clock Play it and safe and like run it. the ball because yeah. the Cowboys know what we're gonna do. And That's what being... was so confusing. It was like it doesn't. They just like there's no middle ground. It's like mm-hmm. they're either going deep downfield or they're running or they're just running the ball. And like, I put part of the blame on Hurts because there's no way like the AJ Brown fade route is just the only read in the play. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's sure. no way that's the only read he can make in that situation. And yeah, at some point too, if you don't like the play calling from your offensive coordinator yeah, or coach, you just need to change it yeah, at the just, line or just something audible. like that just or just like, hey, like, like roll out the this. pocket and do your thing or whatnot but yeah that's something that i haven't seen as much recently is like he's not rolling out the they don't roll him out as much anymore the problem is, is his knee injury which like was, is again, it was, is it that serious well i just don't i don't think I anybody don't know actually knows when it started because yeah no one's really talked about it. he's been playing with the brace on his left knee for three weeks D- is, did he not have the brace on this last game he did, yeah, he did. Oh, he did. Okay. I mean, I, I think that's why he was able to stay because it's after underneath the, his, yeah. his socks. That's why. Because I was like, I was looking for it. And I'm like, he doesn't look like he has anything on, but it is. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. So he's where he's been wearing the brace for three weeks. He probably heard it the week before that, and it's just been a very non-big to- topic of conversation. Which I just need to. I wonder at a certain point, like it almost makes the fact that he played in the Jets game even more curious because we lost the game. He was playing on a bad knee. Yeah, like so what? you could at least played Mariota who. Still, at worst case, still would have lost you the game. You still yeah, would have like, lost. What, maybe you win do? the ball. Yeah. Maybe you win the game. Like, I'm just, it's just very curious, especially because you can tell Jalen Hurts isn't 100 percent on his knee, but also he's just not playing 100 percent like the quarterback he needs to right now. Yeah, 
yeah, it's it was just really confusing. And of course, I mean, this is not to bag on the Eagles so much because they won the game. The Cowboys are notorious chokers at this point. They just cannot win when the lights are very bright for them, I guess. The lights but, are too bright. The lights are Shout turn those lights point. off. Shout out yeah. to our last uh, two episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's just I don't know. It's just very strange because they're eight and one. They're a great football team. They are. They just never blow teams out. They never nope. solidly just win a game. It's Philadelphia. We're not allowed to. Like I it's so confusing. The fans have to have five heart attacks per game just yeah. so, you know. It's just confusing. It's, we all signed a contract. And aside from the city of Philadelphia's mental and physical health, I think the bye week comes at a good time for it the does. team. They just really because do. I think we've had a lot of issues with the, uh, our secondary being the linebackers and the safeties and sometimes our cornerbacks. And we got a safety, Kevin Byard, in the trade, but they've been playing back-to-back weeks. You barely have time to get them adjusted in practice. Like, had a slow down. Foul. <laughs> slow scary. down. Like, people have been getting injured left and right. Dallas Goddard just broke his forearm, which is horrible. Yeah, he might. He might make it back for the playoffs. Yeah, he might. Which that's, that's an underrated. Like he, he's been coming weeks. on strong the last yeah. couple of weeks. Well, so. that's that's four weeks if there's no additional fracture. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. True. yeah. And so they really need this week off to like vacation for a week, come back, practice, and come and reset. I mean, they've got the Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys, Seahawks for the next five. That's games. a gauntlet. Yeah, that's horrible. That is a gauntlet. Horrifying. Yeah. And so they I mean they need to go three and two, mm-hmm. two and three at worst just to try to maintain their spot. Cause I mean, we have a big lead over the Cowboys for the division, but they, they can still be coming. And we we've got, if you slide after the bye yeah. week, that's they mm-hmm. could easily catch right back up. And you want to keep that spot because you would love an extra bye week in the, um, because before of the playoffs because are, yeah. of how the, how beat up we are. And if Dallas Goddard needs that extra week potentially, mm-hmm. or just you need the team. And we, we've got an old offensive line lane, Johnson, Jason Kelsey, they were both injured at the end of last year. So yeah, really give your team as much time as possible for the break. And also it's going to be the AFC and the NFC. It's just a gauntlet at the bottom right now with teams that have all the same records. And mm-hmm. I don't want any part of playing in that round of the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, we'll see Cowboys. I wouldn't be concerned if I was, I hate the Cowboys, but I wouldn't be concerned don't if I was a Cowboys fan. So it's like, whatever. I just, but this is what they do. This, they, th- yeah. they just don't win. It doesn't feel like they win the big games. No, they come close and then they just fail. Because, I mean, like you said, you went, they went into Philadelphia and almost won. Sure. But the Eagles really tried to hand them that game multiple times. There and, was like the fumble. Then they, they had a shot at the end there. I think if Dak was like one foot closer, that could have gone to OT. Yeah. Like, no. Know. Yeah. I mean, they just had, they had opportunities and they've blown them. And you could see some of the plays where Dak made a mistake and there was a wide open guy in the yeah, middle. Yeah, there's a couple clips hitting. of those that came out where it was like on the on the fourth down play mm-hmm. that they missed, there was like a guy that had a step on his uh defender that he could have uh, thrown it to. Also on the play that ended up uh the receiver was short, mm-hmm. like a one yard short. There was a dude wide open yeah. in the end zone. And he just looked left and did not look anywhere else where he should have just like he should have got it scanned and then got to him because he needed to actually develop that play more. But whatever. For sure. It's the Cowboys. Don't choke. I'm a Giants fan. Who cares? <laughs> Bengals beat the Bills 24 to 18 in what was the DeMar Hamlin and the playoff rematch. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Bengals are back. Yeah. They, they, they just served their mandatory what, four game of being trash. Yes. They served their mandatory four game suspension of being bad. And now they are fully yep. back. They are back to being the Bengals that we remember. Um, I mean, not a very, nothing very crazy in this game. Bengals kind of took a like, pretty uh big lead early mm-hmm. 
the bills came back like kind of right at the end but it never really felt like the bills were gonna come back it's like they had a shot but yeah. it's like oh well it's up to the Bengals to not screw it up oh they don't screw it up okay i saw a tweet earlier in that game that said the bills have been an unserious franchise all year mm-hmm. and it's showing now and i completely agree with that tweet yeah. because yeah nothing about between the time stefan diggs wasn't showing up to training camp josh allen's been on the injury report for like four straight weeks has played every single game they didn't make any trades at the deadline. They kind of ran back the same roster that had not gotten them anywhere in yep. the last couple of years. Like they feel like a team that is just hanging out, hanging around, wanting they're to just be there. They're not doing it. And now they find themselves at five and four, almost five and five. The they're Jets th- could overtake them tonight. They're mm-hmm. third in the division. Yeah. So and that's, it's, it's Miami, uh, Jets, Bills, Patriots. Mm, yep. They're in a team that def- de- desperately needs that bye week coming yep. up soon to like reset themselves because they, yep. they're in. They're in threat of not making the playoffs. I can promise you, Stephon Diggs is not going to be happy if they don't if they miss the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to get it's going to get loud. It's going to get real loud in Buffalo if it's going to get really loud in Buffalo if they just completely slammed their Super Bowl window shut mm-hmm. by just doing nothing. Yeah, I mean that's that's what it feels like, and that's why I'm saying like they're unserious because yeah, it felt like even the Bengals who started off poor were still made changes in the offseason, still tried to get better and had a young core going into the year. And they are peaking and they're getting where they need to be right now. Because my whole thing is like, they needed to be way more aggressive at the trade deadline. Like, the Bills? The Bills. Yes. They needed to be way more aggressive. Because like, look, something's not working. All right? You need some sort of different dynamic. Because if you're not going to be running Josh Allen as much anymore because you're worried about him getting injured, that's totally valid. But picking up Leonard Fournette, even though his hamstrings look like biceps, Huge. he looks yoked. Mm-hmm. But he could be great. I don't know. But he was coming off of like kind of like a not great season. He's been a free agent for a little bit now. No one really picked him up. I don't know why they didn't go and at least try for Derrick Henry. I yeah. Like I, they need a they need a heavy hitting running back because James Cook is a great pass catching running back, but he's not a bell cow. He can't run every single one of the plays. And what you would take on Derrick Henry's contract, which is five million dollars. It's like, figure it out. It's Derrick Henry. Well, also just like, I mean, never getting washed up players really makes your makes or breaks your championship season, your cha- yeah. championship aspirations. Like, was Leonard Fournette going to move the needle? No. On your year? Like, you think he's going to come in and just like suddenly turn the Bills franchise around? Like, no. Like, Rasul Douglas, he's just like the Band-Aid fix for um, Tredavious, White. Tredavious White tearing his Achilles. Or, uh, Kamir Elam? He's not played that either. Oh, yeah. Cornerback they drafted, yeah. Yeah, true. Which they were hoping to go. So I understand some things haven't gone right for the Bills, but they've just been meddling the last couple of weeks, like yeah. sneaking by wins. I mean, you think about it, they could easily have a losing record right now. That Tampa game. Chris, they were one Chris Godwin turning around away from losing. And that. they were one pass interference away from losing to the Giants. Yeah. yeah. Which is awful. I mean, they, they very, I you don't, I don't like to play revisionist history, but they could very easily be yeah, a three, three and five. Three and six. Three and six. Yeah. yeah. Three and six. Three and six football team. They've they only were, the only team that they've beaten with a winning winning record is Miami, who hasn't yep. beaten a team with a winning record. Yep. <laughs> That's put that on your like flow chart yeah. where you're like, okay. <laughs> the Bills beat Miami, who hasn't beat a team over five hundred. Yeah. Which just means they're all trash. They're all trash. They're all not as good the as Jets we thought they were. Actually are the best team in the division. <laughs> with how Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball today. They still could be. He'll yeah. probably be back for the playoffs. Yep. And if this, do, I, so help me God, 
if Aaron Rodgers comes back from a torn Achilles in the playoffs and wins the Jets the Super Bowl, that would be the funniest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> On the backs of like Josh Allen and like Miami just not being able to pull it together. Them, everybody in that division just the bed and then the jets coming out and winning the division making the playoffs and winning the super bowl that would be the funniest thing i've ever seen because it's, there's it's really there's really crazy. no yeah. reason the jets should even be in this no why they lost a hall of fame quarterback and they're still second in their division you had a reasonable debate in the beginning of the year i would say more than reasonable debate to say miami and bills were favored to win the division over the Jets, like you could have even out, with Aaron Rodgers, even with Aaron Rodgers, you could have yes. easily made the claim 100%. that the Jets were going to be third best in the division. Yeah, and now you have the claim they win tonight that the Jets are the best team in the division with Zach Wilson, who can't throw a court throw but football. Yeah, who's having some of the craziest character development you've ever seen, and it's just like wh- what is happening in that division? Sa- Zach Wilson side notes. Did you see what his brother did? <laughs> Wait, what? You didn't see what his brother wore on his shirt? Oh, no. His brother, like, finished a high school game and had, like, a shirt on that said, like, I love the cheerleaders or whatever. He was talking about the cheerleaders of the other school. Yeah, and it was, like, under his shirt. So, like, they lifted it up afterwards. And like, I love JC cheerleaders or something. Yeah, I, it might have been NP or something. Like, but, yeah, some, some type of initial cheerleaders. That's so cringe. Yeah, it was oh really cringe. God. And I was like, of course, Runs this is Zach family. Yeah, he hasn't had that, that arc yet. Yeah, he needs the humble arc. <laughs> Put him on the New York Jets and have him lose the game <laughs> yeah. where he scores three points and bl- says that he's, yeah, his offense isn't to blame. Fault. Yeah, exactly. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Right. Would you say that you need to apologize to the defense? No. No. It's like, <laughs> all right, man. All right. But, yep, uh, Bill's in trouble. Bengals rising. But, I mean, that division we'll talk about in a little bit is just That's a, bonkers. Every year, it's bloodbath. a bloodbath. They just beat the hell out of each other in that division. Yep. AFC hood. Yeah. In yeah. the first ever... I think first ever NFL game in Germany. Second. Second ever mm-hmm. NFL game in Germany. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins 21 to 14. Mm-hmm. Just ugly game. It, Bad. It just confuses me because I want so badly to be like definitively like guess the Chiefs are the best team in that division. I mean in the conference because they're Super Bowl champions. They have the best record in the AFC and they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. But they have looked so unimpressive. Like they've looked less impressive than the Eagles, in my opinion. Yeah, in some of their know, last games, the, the Super Bowl hangover for both those teams is really weird mm. because, like, the Chiefs' defense is so good, so good, so good, and the Chiefs' offense cannot figure it out. No, it's they scored fourteen points against the Dolphins' defense, which. I will give the Dolphins defense credit. They've gotten Xavier Howard back. They've gotten Jalen Ramsey back. They have Bradley Chubb. Yeah. They have uh, Jaden Phillips. Like they've yeah. got they've, they've got some, some guys. They've got they've got some guys, but, but they're, they're not that. They good. came into this ga- game ranked 26, and I know there's been injuries, but they were 26 in the league. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs offense put up a mere 14 points, scored yeah. zero points as a collective unit yeah. in the second half. The only reason they won this game is because the defense was because. Yeah. Trent McDuffie had a strip six yeah, on strip six that Tyreek hoisted it to somebody else on a lateral. Which, I mean, the NFL teams need to start figuring out how to use laterals more because it's, it's electric. It's so fun. Oh my God. Everybody in Germany was going ballistic when that lateral went off. But yeah, like I, I'm so confused by this team because like, if you were to tell me at the beginning of the year before this started that the chiefs were going to have a top three defense in the league, I'm like, Oh my God, the league's over. Like they're gonna they're gonna have the perfect season. This is it. Like they're gonna go on the run. And then you look at them; they're seven and two. And then it's, they just they don't look like the same impressive and offensive like 
they don't even look they don't look like a good seven and two team either no it's it's so strange where it's like you'll see like travis kelsey getting double teamed and it's like okay that means everybody else is one-on-one with somebody and then everybody's still covered it's like what is happening like i don't again i would need to see advanced statistics i cannot i would be shocked if another team had worse separation than the chiefs receivers they cannot they cannot get open at all it's it's always like i'm just so confused of what went like what was different from last year to this year they didn't lose anybody they lost juju they lost juju that's it i mean it's just weird things like miami put up in a, a course of aberration but miami put up 70 points on the broncos the chiefs went into in, into uh denver. denver into denver and put up like seven points yeah it's just so strange like they're just not they don't, don't feel know. like a good team Actually, at all. i don't think they scored a touchdown that game no, 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 it. no it was all field goals it was yeah it was six i think actually yeah, yeah 17 six or something like that mm-hmm. just Really goofy stuff. Like Raj, what do you think about like the Chiefs season so far? I don't want to say anything right now because I know I'm going to start trashing on the Chiefs. I'm going to say there's got to be concern in Kansas City. It be, it be enemies gone. Maybe that's why the offense slowing down. But that could be. That well, could you be want, I'll say it for you. There's concern in Kansas Thank City you, because I know I'm going to say it right now. This is going to be clipped and then watch the Chiefs are going to beat us in a few weeks. There you go. But I don't know. Maybe they need a bye week to rest up. Maybe they need to figure out what's going on on offense. You have way too good of a defense because they're like kind of the opposite of the Eagles right now. The Eagles have a very good offense and a very sus defense that keeps getting exposed. What's weird about the Eagles defense too is they actually don't let up that many points. It's just they're on the field for so long because again, every team gets to the 50-yard line so easily. So they waste like four minutes getting to the 50 and the Eagles defense like flexes their muscle and you're like, oh, okay, they didn't like hammers yeah. a lot of points today but then like the offense turns all over but yeah um anyway it's hard for me to be like i don't trust patrick mahomes and andy and, reed and, travis, and kelsey. travis kelsey to figure it out on offense but like obviously they can but like, like show it. me yeah they have it like obviously this could be like two three weeks from now they could just be going on a tear and it's like all right they're back yep but they need to do that mm-hmm. like they need yeah. to prove it as an eagles fan the most unfortunate thing in the world was i was like thank god we have this bye week and then we can just go play uh we can rest up play kansas city we'll be okay and they also have a bye week <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Great. so now this really hard game that we really need the bye week for and the chiefs don't look good andy reed coming off a bye yeah like, yep. great isn't he like he's like it's like a 70 percent win percentage off it, yeah he's like really that. good off a bye is it okay it's in arrowhead oh you're screwed taylor's gonna be there it's in arrowhead andy reed off a bye oh no. we'll see how the nfl script phrases it yeah we'll we need it. donna kelsey to just sport the eagles jersey you, that week that's like your only hope <laughs> yeah. like donna kelsey needs to be wearing a uh, no split jersey no nothing need, just do you think full taylor full. will wear a split jersey no. this will this will determine it i don't think she's gonna wear a split jersey. my guess is taylor doesn't wear a jersey at all i'm guessing she just wears red or she wears like a neutral outfit what does red and green make brown yeah that's a a actually i've never color. i've never thought of this <laughs> what colors what those make red and green yeah so this is the brown. Hard, it makes brown this is the hard-hitting content that you wanted on our podcast what colors do red and green make brown. subscribe taylor swift will wear a brown cardigan a brown cardigan yeah she shows up like every white mom in autumn <laughs> although yes brown cardigan like a white undershirt like a oh pair of jeans God. doesn't she have a song called cardigan yeah, she, she does, does. Yeah, that was a deep pull. My wow, friend. That was a <laughs> that was a again, pull. again, this is the content you're <laughs> you're looking for on the uh, Coconut Curry podcast. Jesus, but yeah, you heard it here. Her, you heard it here first, folks. Taylor Swift will be wearing a brown cardigan to the Eagles wow, Chiefs game. Both. Yep. 
symbolic. My guess is just something red. Yeah, she pro- probably. <laughs> split jersey would go crazy. Like I said, maybe Donna Kelsey will get her one of those okay, split jerseys. Okay, but if she had a split jersey, what would be the other player? Like Jason? Jason. Jason. Okay. Is she, she, she like tight with Jason like that, though? I don't know. I have no idea. Do you want me to go ask Come on, the ins- <laughs> you, what are you here for? <laughs> All right, let me go. Let me go. Check some sources. Hey, 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 New Heights, you want to feature us on an oh episode, my, I, please? I would do the things I would do to be on New Heights podcast. At Travis Kelsey, at Jason Kelsey, at Kylie Kelsey, at T Swift. Um, at um, I don't think Taylor Swift names? has. Oh, at uh, ah, what's the kid's name? At Wyatt. Wyatt. Yeah. Oh, I don't know the other two. Benny. Uh, please let us on New yeah. Heights, please. Yeah. Um. Anyways, anyway. um, I was gonna say. <laughs> The Dolphins have now become everyone's like most hated team because they can't beat actually a good football team at all. Yeah, everyone's like, haha, you're frauds. Over yep. 406 something days since they beat a team above 500, and that was last season against the Ravens we in go. week two. There we go. That's crazy. Yep. yep. So it wasn't even like a real above 500, like halfway they through the frauds. season. At some point, yeah. At some point, everyone's favorite coach, Mike McDaniel, you have to ask the question what if this doing? is on him a little bit. Yeah. Like, Love him, but dude. Yeah, lo- love him, but like your team needs to win against good football teams. Play off the shrooms, man. Because fun fact, the playoffs you gotta win have good winning teams. You have to win four times <laughs> against winning play winning football teams. Mathematically, you're gonna be going up against a team at some point that has a winning record. Yeah. <laughs> if not all of them. If not all of them. So exactly. if you do the math, which I know we're not great at on the podcast. No, no, no. The Dolphins have a zero percent chance yeah. to win the Super Bowl. Exactly. So this that is what we've right. determined today. Exactly. Um, but yeah, those were the games that were big, the the hard hitting games, the games yeah. that mattered a ton for the standings. Now we'll go to the games that mattered for the standings, but and we cared about it a little bit, but like not that big of a deal. And that's starting with the Steelers being the Titans. And the big reason this game mattered was because the Steelers are somehow five and three. But somehow, they are five and three. Yeah, somehow fighting for their life in that division. That's just an absolute bloodbath as per usual. But again, the Steelers just their offense looks. I, uh, I don't understand anyway. Is it Canada? Is it Kenny? Is it the O line? Is it the receivers? I don't know anymore. I, I don't know. I it was no just. I've stuff. come to the conclusion that it's everything. Yeah, they need to change something. Do the, no redo the whole thing. Yeah, George Pickens is throwing a hissy fit every game. Oh, but he's he posted today that um, everybody needed to get off his case because that's not what it was about. His account oh, got okay. hacked, guys. Just, right. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm sorry. I did not see that. I, I did not see the clip where Deontay Johnson scored his for, first touchdown just, in 400 days, and he walked off the other field instead of celebrate. Oh, we got a Chipotle bag on Roger's head. Why are you? Okay. The voices told me to. Oh, okay. His ADHD is kicking in. Moving on. You can ignore him. Um, <laughs> if you're on the audio version, just don't. I'm don't. So sorry. Don't go over to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um. Nice. Um. But yeah, I would just read the ball. <laughs> like George Pickens is ha- ha- having a hissy fit. Kenny Pickett isn't good at football. Oh my Not- God, Raj, what are you doing? <laughs> just sit there and hold your sign. Hold your and sign. Don't move. Oh God, get this talking hat off of him. I need to get you like a fidget spinner. Or something, like- <laughs> I have two of them. I have a green anyway. one and I have a blue one. Anyway. <laughs> And then Matt Canada is also just not good. I love how the reporting before the game was, guys, Matt Canada is going to be on the sidelines. It's going to be he's, huge, guys. He's not going to be in the booth this I mean, game. it worked. It worked. It did. Barely, I mean, but Yeah, scoring 20 points on the Titans worked then. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's so obvious that, like, the Steelers offense, just they just need to fix something. Because, like, I, I think personally it comes top down. It comes from play calling first. 
because if you have guys that are like wide open every single time and Kenny's just like missing throws or um, you have like wide open holes that running backs aren't hitting, then it's like, okay, that's a personnel issue. But like half the time it's like Kenny running for his life and like mm-hmm. trying to make something happen. It's like, he overthrows somebody. It's like, Oh, that's a terrible throw. It's like, yeah, well, yeah, it's a bad throw, but it'd be nice if he didn't have 0.03 seconds to try to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, the biggest problem is, let's go through it as a group. Is the Steelers quarterback average, above average, or below average? I'd say right around average or slightly below. Okay, Raj? Sorry, I was responding to my coil project. Uh, Steelers QB, above average? average. Below average. Yeah. Where does he stand? Average. Right okay. around average. Running back. Below average. Below average. Below Both average, of them are below yeah. average, yeah. Yep. Wide receivers. Deontay Johnson, he's shown some sparks now. He's still average. They both are like just above average. What is it? Say. Pickens, Deontay Johnson, and who's the whoever. Third? It doesn't matter. But like oh, I'd Calvin say Austin. I would say slightly above average. Slightly above average. Offensive line. Below, below average. Below. Below, below, below. Yeah. Yeah. Bad. So when you put and we're not counting the tight ends. Like it's whatever. Not worth yeah. it. But when you go through that and you go, the quarterback Ooh. might be average. The running backs are below average. The Receivers are maybe a tick above average, yeah. and the offensive line is way below average. You have exactly. a below average offense. Like that's just how and it your works. offensive coordinator is also not yeah. good. Yeah. So it's a whole systemic issue for the Steelers. But this is also what the Steelers have been since Le'Veon Bell and AB and Ben Roethlisberger yeah. weren't together. Once the big three like broke apart, that was it. They've never been able to figure it no. out, and they're consistently not. Dra- this is why I care when bad teams win football games. <laughs> Is because this exact situation happens where you're a football team and you cannot get good on one side of the ball because the Steelers have not drafted high enough in the draft to get any in drafts recently, whether they were eight and eight. They did the move up this past year they though did. to get alignment, which they is did. good, which they haven't done in the past. Yes. So they're changing Impro- that improvement. Mindset now. Yeah. Jacob yeah. was very excited. Yes. But in years past where there was Jamar Chase at the top of the draft and Justin Jefferson at the top of the those were teams where the Steelers were meddling at nine and eight, eight and nine. Well, they were never eight and nine. Nine Whatever. and eight, eight and eight, and whatnot, and they could have gotten those higher picks had they just kind of like taken their foot off the mm-hmm. brake a little bit. And they're going to do it again this year, where they're going to be right in the mix, and they're going to miss out on a prospect mm-hmm. at the top of the draft that would yeah. really help out their offense. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to hope for a little bit more of a risky player in the back half of the draft. I mean, they mm-hmm. tried to get Chase uh, Claypool, but he was bust. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah, and and stuff like that. So that's why you need to draft higher in the draft. They traded Juju away, and then who else do they have? That's Deontay Johnson, who can never yeah. like, catch. Again, I like a lot of teams to lose because it helps them in long term. But these, this feels like a year where the Steelers are going to get to eight and nine, nine and eight. But it's not going to matter because the rest of the AFC is really good. They're going to miss the playoffs, and then they're going to have a 16th pick where they could have just kind of sucked this year, gotten some more draft capital, and rebuilt their team a little bit. Like go get a guy like Marvin Harrison to go pair with Kenny Pickett and be like, all right, Kenny, like we're giving you the guys. Like you can't make a proper evaluation. I don't think Kenny Pickett is that good, but I can't make a proper evaluation on Kenny Pickett with that offense. Yeah. But at some point, you have to figure out if he's the quarterback or not. This is the exact yeah. same thing that's happening with Justin Fields too. Yeah. Not only is he hurt this year, but you can't make a proper evaluation for of him because the offense isn't good. Yeah. And now you have to make a decision about this guy's your franchise quarterback, mm-hmm. but you haven't given them the help. Yeah. And it's an avoidable situation for if you're the Steelers, just like. I don't know, maybe trade a defensive player away that you love, but you're going to get a first round pick for it and say, we love you, buddy, but we need to think about this long term. It's exactly what the Chiefs did and why they're still so good because they traded the best receiver in the league away for a first round pick. They drafted Trent McDuffie with that pick. And then Trent McDuffie was busy locking up Tyreek Hill in Germany this past weekend. Yeah. 
or and even the Chiefs themselves, like they had Alex Smith as their quarterback, and they went up and traded to number five overall and drafted. Or wait, no, it was number five. No, I think that was where Patrick was six. I think Patrick was six. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's like they they went and got a quarterback when they already had a quarterback to set up for the future. Yeah, like that's the whole thing. Yeah, you're like when you can see those when the franchise do it. It's what what the Eagles did. They, they, yeah. I gave the Eagles a ton of flack for drafting Jalen Hurts. I think we all did. And because Carson Wentz still didn't show that many signs of regression, Mm -hmm. um, he's gotten some bad injury luck. And then turns out it was the right decision because he got to the Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they did this. They drafted Devontae Smith when they could have drafted other positions of need. They traded a first round pick for AJ Brown, like constantly going out and getting talent. Yep. Not the Steelers. Nope. And I'm not saying they, I know the Raiders were being a little stingy with it. But could you have not tried to get a shot to go out and get Devontae Adams or anybody else like on the market? Yeah. With some talent, like even if it costs you a first and a third. Yeah. Or something like that. Like just go out, sell out for the player and be like, we'll give you the resources you need or yeah. whatever. So mm-hmm. maybe Diggs goes there because he's disgruntled. Yeah, he no. probably won't. But... He won't go to Pittsburgh. Nah. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> There's no way. Great. It's weird in football because you just don't have like the NBA is all about like, oh, this player's not going to go up to Detroit to play. Yeah. It doesn't happen in football a lot, which is very interesting. Yeah. But I mean, I guess like Miami's getting a little bit buzzed recently because mm-hmm. like it's Miami. Yeah. But anyway, that was a lot longer on the Steelers than I want to talk about. Um, I'm just glad Will Levis is also just playing for the Titans. Just like let him play. He looks a lot better than Ryan Tannehill. Just he more, had some, more dynamic. He had some bad throws, but like he's literally, he's been what is this his second game second game yeah second game he's he looks like significantly better though like also he, his whole thing before coming in was that he wasn't nfl ready so no you have a non-nfl ready quarterback and it's not game. nfl ready yeah. wow who'd have guessed yeah yeah and he still made some great throws though like he still looked pretty good but yeah cost me my fantasy week <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought i could trust him to get one touchdown nope yeah, nope well, speaking to somebody that did get one touchdown Somebody that got more than one touchdown. Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> Joshua, Joshua Dobbs. <laughs> um, on the podcast last week again, we're going to take credit for it again. Yeah, we predict we successfully predicted that Josh Dobbs would get traded to the Vikings before the trade deadline happened. Yep, he did go to the Vikings, and we also said that he's been playing pretty good this year, and he's earned his spot. And he's earned his spot. An quarterback. Um, Jared Hall, quarterback from BYU, playing in the Vikings, and it's played start. for like one series. One. He his career his start lasted as long as Aaron Rodgers lasted. Yep. yep. And then Josh Dobbs had to come in, saves the day, beats the Falcons thirty-one to twenty-eight. He Bro didn't, didn't know his teammate's name, didn't know the cadence from the center. Yep. Didn't know the plays. Yep. It just that, this awesome. Is one, this is one of the stories that will go at the end of NFL year. Will be like remember that time that Josh Dobbs came into the game and just yeah. took over. Mm-hmm. For a team and that's just like i feel like that goes such a long way for a locker room and it now does. the vikings are five and four yeah i mean that's like and they, you're going to be adding uh justin jefferson yeah, back yep. to, that offense is going to be horrifying but their defense is suspect. still suspect which is they need to figure out but like legitimately the vikings offense is terrifying because they're going to be adding the best receiver in the league overall back into that offense and they're consistently putting up what 28 points per game like minimum yeah like and and also you gave jordan addison like wide receiver one reps during this time off so like and he looks his, great yeah he looks great and his confidence is just growing it's just and, boost and then oh no and you can make gonna, an argument right now that josh dobbs is as good as kirk cousins is because he's been playing like this all year he's more dynamic yeah he the way the way that he was able to actually affect that game was incredible because 
like obviously as like a Falcons defender, it's hard to game plan and scheme for somebody that you don't really know. But again, it's significantly harder to come into a game and lead an offense where you literally don't know anybody on the field, like not a soul. And you're like, okay, I guess I'm just going to throw the ball here and hope for the best. But he was able to scramble. He was able to get first downs. He lowered his shoulder to get a fourth mm-hmm. down at one point. It was like, oh, this dude's a dog. <laughs> He's good. He is good. And it's, I mean, it's not like yeah. there wasn't tape on him either. Like, yeah, he had tape in Arizona. And yeah. if you're the Falcons, you had to at least have looked at the tape. Being yeah. like, there's a chance that at the halftime he could come, he in, could and come in because so Jared like, Hall is playing yeah. so bad. Exactly. So it's like, we got to be able to make sure we're ready for this. Like, this is what we should be looking for. This is the dynamic. But yeah, I mean, the aerospace engineer, he did it. And I will come back to this game when we talk about some other games later because I want to br- make a point. But again, just a huge win for the Vikings. Actually, this game is huge for the standings just because yeah. Vikings at the 5 and 4, Falcons lose the game. Mm-hmm. That was very winnable in the beginning and and yeah um games that mattered a lot actually but was a blowout so we didn't talk about it was the ravens just obliterated the seahawks yeah i mean there's there's not really much to talk about at this point it's just ravens look really good again like their defense looks great lamar is like back and is able to move that offense seahawks their defense is really young, and they just got exposed. I mean, that's really about it. Um, yeah, I, the Ravens. The Ravens really do look good. I, I would say they're probably the best team in the AFC right now. Scary. I would probably my pair yeah, rankings would be Eagles one, Ravens two, Chiefs three, Chiefs three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then and I would have to. I don't even make some decisions that. from there. I'd probably put the Bengals at four. To I would put the you. Vikings at five at this point. Maybe yeah, yeah. you like, can make the argument they've been playing well. Maybe Detroit. Jets Maybe Detroit. Nine. Yeah. Jets at nine. <laughs> no, I will have to excuse myself. To oh, project. All right. Sounds good. Bye, Bye Raj. Go birds. Go birds. All righty. So Raj did have to step out for a project, but we are now joined by a special guest, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, holding his tequila. And yeah, he's going to be here for the rest of the episode. So say hi, Dwayne. Thank that you. Great, great work. Um, so yeah, Peter and I will be taking the rest of the podcast from here. We will very much miss Raj's insight, as I'm sure many of you listeners will. <laughs> Um, just talking about the Ravens finishing up that conversation. They're good. They're good. That's and really about it. I'm, the thing I get concerned about the Seahawks though is they've kind of like had these games where they just kind of like get blown out and they don't yeah. like look. So even though the record's pretty good, I it's, I'm very concerned that they just don't play teams close. Like this wasn't yeah, a game that you need to lose was, thirty-seven to three. This was like they they easily could have kept this game closer, but they just kept making some like bad mistakes when they shouldn't have. Um, their offensive line definitely is not helping Geno out at all. No. Um, I think it, I think teams kind of figured out how to beat the Seahawks, unlike last year where they were kind of like very sneakily good. Um, but I think they're an incredibly young team, though. I, yeah. they have a they have a very very bright future ahead of them. The problem is the the timeline of your quarterback and the timeline of the rest of your team don't really line up. So they're going to have well, to that's do... the thing is that they might have to pull like a chiefs where they have a quarterback and they need to go trade up in a draft where they don't need a quarterback and go and get one and yeah. just have them sit and be ready. That's actually a good shout. Yeah. Cause, Cause they got Jackson Smith and Jigba. Like he'll be there for a little bit of time. JSN. Well, they have, um, Tariq Woolen, their second year corner. Then they now have Withers- Cross. They have Witherspoon, Witherspoon. who's a ro- rookie corner. So like their defense is incredibly young, incredibly good. Don't they have Derek Brown? I think so. From Auburn, yeah. Brown, yeah. So like they like incredibly young team, but good. I keep saying that, but like I need to keep hammering that home. That like in like the next two to three years, this team is going to be terrifying 
if they can figure some of like those gaps out. Like they need to beef up their offensive line. They need to actually get a run game going. And they might have to take a risk on a quarterback early in the draft. Something. Yeah, I actually like that shot a lot. Like go yeah. up in this year and just say, hey, we'll get a quarterback, sit him for a year. Let's and... go get Michael Penix. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, just yeah. go get him. Agreed. Um, Texans beat Bucks in a barn burner. That CJ Stroud is him. He is the offensive rookie of the year, period. End of story. I will hear no other comments on that. And listen, that, that QB processing test really... Uh, well, so you want to hear a funny thing about that? Yeah. So apparently, um, I was actually watching, it was the, the Pat McAfee show, and he had the guy, he had a reporter on that knew kind of some of the inside stuff with that test. Yeah. And he said, well, so there was one person that we couldn't get the test done at the time that we wanted to. And he had to actually do the entire combine and interviews afterwards and then take the test oh so it kind of seems like he just bombed the test because he wanted to leave yeah because <laughs> he was just really tired and, and was he, like i mean that, i don't care about this like teams are gonna draft me second yeah. overall anyway so who cares that would be crazy i mean that's that would be a good like explanation for it because he scored so low and because Watching him throw for 470 yards, five touchdowns. He was 30 for 42 with a 137 passer rating. Um, and he had, what, 45 seconds or something like that yeah. on the clock? Yeah. And just marched down the field with two rookie receivers. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he just like fits. He just embodies what you want in a quarterback. He seems super poised and mature, but also like, when something happens, he shrugs his shoulders. He's a little, he crosses he, he's his a arms. little fired up. He's a little yeah. fiery. He gets his teammates going. But like he is very calm about yes. it. Where it's like he'll like get fired up, he'll like get excited, but then it's just like a yeah, and then like that's it. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. He shows emotion. He gets the locker room going, but he's not going to panic. He clearly has the trust of his players. That's yes. not a concern with him. And I just I think the Texans. If you're the Texans, you could not be more excited about what you have there with yeah. two good rookie receivers. Him, like Derek. Uh, Derek Stingley, you got Will Anderson, Will Anderson, who's been a monster off the edge, and yeah. like all of a sudden you're really building something there, and you got D'Amico Ryan, who might win Coach of the Year. Yeah, he because he turned that team around completely. There, like they, the uh, Texans are a very similar team to the Seahawks, where like in the next two, three, maybe four years or something, they're going to be a legit contender. Oh, for sure. Like if they continue, like their amazing drafts that they've had, they won't have a first round pick this upcoming year. But I mean, they don't really necessarily need a true first round pick because they already hit on Tank Dell and Nico Collins. Um, so they kind of just need to beef up some like other areas like, you know, obviously beef up the offensive line where you can um, try and help out your defense, maybe at like a linebacker, maybe another edge, something like that, another safety, something. But those are easily second to third round picks that you can just beef up your team with. Because For sure. Somebody is somebody good is going to fall. Yeah, you want to get those players on the edges that can make it. You're not going to get a start because you don't have your first but you, you need have to will get... anderson though what you have the will yeah anderson exactly star so then you just need somebody else to then take up that other spot yeah so go out and get a good offensive tackle go out yes. and get a good defensive tackle like yeah. good, good player good guard a good center just beef up what you have because if you're able to get depth because especially that's something that's always really underrated is like having depth at key positions like offensive and defensive line because like what the eagles have they are so deep in the trenches that they can just move teams. And I know they haven't been doing as well this year, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But 
they are like the champions of we will win in the trenches and that wins us games period yeah and it'll keep winning them i promise you the eagles are going to continually be good and never bad in the next five six years because they have jordan davis and jalen carter and yeah hassan reddick for the rest of his contract and nolan smith and nicobe dean and they're gonna they have jordan mylotta and all the yep. lander dickerson and cam jurgens and all these players because that, they're investing in the trenches yep and that's where you win and that's where the teams need to play um, for the Bucks, this is just a, another blown opportunity for them. It's a bad beat because you have Falcons who go down in a bad fashion earlier. Um, we're not really going to talk about it much because it's a terrible game. But the Panthers go down again, of <sighs> course. Who cares? And then the Saints don't really look great against the Bears, which we'll get into. But they could have won this game and really started to climb Solidified back into the division, the division yeah. and they didn't. And yeah. now the Bucks are kind of just again a meddling team where yeah, maybe they can make a late run for the playoffs, but. Yeah. Kind of feels like the spark the Bucks had when they were four and zero in the beginning yeah. of the year. Four and zero or three and zero? I think it was three and zero. Three and zero, yeah. Um, that spark is kind of over. Yeah, I mean, that wasn't really on anybody, but it was just CJ Stroud was just in the zone. I think like yeah. that's just you ran into a buzzsaw that game. It sure like, did. Because I mean, you, it was a two point game. <laughs> like, yeah, you were going shot for shot with them and baker mayfield drove down there and only gave them 45 seconds and that's all they needed so yeah and i i just wish mike evans was traded to be honest with you yeah, i would have loved to see him like not on the chiefs because i'd be concerned that the eagles would lose the super bowl again <laughs> but like on a Some... team where they could have used him and it could have been more interesting <laughs> you know who could have used him ravens <laughs> that would have been horrible <laughs> yeah i would have a lot more concerns about the ravens than Mike Evans. um yeah because they could have replaced odell's corpse that finally caught a touchdown pass <laughs> um another game that matters is right now as we were recording we we're recording right monday now. night the chargers and the jets are playing the chargers are currently up seven nothing on the jets the jets are driving down the field first and 10 jets 38 the reason this game matters so much and i would say this game will determine the rest of the season for both teams as the Chargers are three and four in a super crowded AFC because right now you have all four AFC North teams getting in because three of them are five and three. So the Chargers lose this game. They're three and five. It feels like they're way too far back to make up room, especially with yeah. other teams coming in and the Chargers are going to have to play another game against the Chiefs. They're probably going to lose and everything like that. Um, the Jets, on the other hand, I don't feel like they can lose this game because oh even though I don't believe in the Bills, even though I think the Miami are frauds, they're behind both of those teams right now. Well, I guess they're ahead of the Bills right now, but that's probably not the case. If they, they lose, they're going to be behind the Bills. So they need to win just to be in that conversation because, again, they're not in the playoffs right now. So if the Jets win this game, they're in the playoffs or they're right there because they're 5-3. and three. So that's going to be costly. But I don't think if they win lose this game, I think they're toast. The Chargers need this game just to stay in the picture. So this yeah. game like is a week nine, week nine, week nine football game that I think matters so much. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Also, by the way, uh, Chargers scored on a punt return. Oh, okay, I was I was looking at the <laughs> yeah, stats, yeah, I was I was looking at the stats like, and they... I was like, this game just started. Yeah, Justin Herbert's zero of two. Austin yeah. Eckler has two yards. There's nobody caught a ball. I was like, how the hell they score? Yeah, so punt return for the touchdown. But which um, is a brutal way if you're a Jets fan. To that's a game like horrible. That's absolutely backbreaking. Yeah. Um, because the Chargers got the ball first, punted. You get the ball back, you punt, and they just score. It's like, <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, oh my God, the Jets just fumbled. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Well, As guys, the Chargers are going to be 4-4. Well, four four. look at that. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, you really, yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head with everything because like the Jets, I mean, well, at this point, they're kind of screwed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, especially if the Chargers come down and score quickly. Like, you just went on this such a long, great monologue. Ima- and then it's just like, well, it's Ima- out the window. Imagine, be- like, if the Chargers score quickly, imagine being down like 14, 14 five minutes into the game. Five minutes into the game. And Knowing then- your offense has a 0% chance they're going to even probably score. Four. You're down 14 nothing, and they have had one possession inside the red zone. Yeah. They've had one. I guess this will be their second possession, and one of them they punted, and you're still down 14. Like, Jesus. That's brutal. But yeah, that's yeah. why the game matters so much. Again, we'll check in on that. But yeah, not looking great so far. If you're not the looking Jets. great for the Jets. But who knows? Maybe Zach Wilson's God, so we can figure that out. Yep. Um, games that blow. Saints versus Bears. Bad game. Bad game. Ugly. Saints now lead the division, I think. Who cares? Who cares? But this is where the Vikings conversation comes in. I do not understand why teams are so insistent on playing bad quarterbacks <laughs> in the backups when there's other guys on the free agent market that could at least play competent quarterback. And let me explain. I understand that Colin Kaepernick, Carson Wentz, some of these other guys could be considered distractions in the locker room. But when you're trotting out there, ba- Bagnet, Tyson ba- Bagent, Bagent, I think. Bagent, uh, uh, former uh, D2 quarterback that lost to like the Colorado Miners or something. Colorado like that. School of Mines, yeah. Colorado School of Mines, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. That, those guys. And this is going to get me into the Cardinals game. Uh, Tune, which I know Tune is a third string quarterback. Well, was, and I understand Whatever, that. Whatever, yeah. But you are continually bringing these guys out to play quarterback, knowing your team doesn't care. And I'm all for tanking, but the bears clearly don't want the ta- bears are for not some to reason tank. wanted to win. They like your season's over. Your season, I hate like, to say, I know, yeah. Like if you're trying, like if you want to win the game, go get somebody to help you win the game. And that's not your, the quarterback you came out with. And I just yeah. don't understand why these teams are sticking with these guys. And that will go into the second game, Packers versus Rams. If you're the Rams, why are you playing that guy at quarterback? He can't play. They scored three points. He's a, that was unreal. Like Stephen A. Smith for a moment. He's a bona fide scrub. The kid yeah. can't play. He can't like, play. No, that, like it's horrible. You scored three points. Yeah. Against the Packers defense. Yes. The Packers are not good. Like, I don't care. Like clearly the playbook doesn't matter that much. Josh Dobbs just went in and like gunslinger mode came in not knowing his teammates like you don't think the bat stafford had a, ba- a spinal cord injury last year and their backup quarterback was that guy yeah i don't even know his name exactly it doesn't matter what his name is yeah and like that's my thing is like with the packers versus the rams the packers defense is notoriously bad at ch- like at choking they do it all the time but you made the packers defense look like the 90 or the 85 bears like they're not that good like they yes they have Jair Alexander they had uh, Rashad Gary they have some solid players in that roster don't get me wrong but when you have Cooper Cup as your wide R one and Puka Nakua as the wide R two and you put up three points who is yeah, like so what it's, are it's we doing Brett Ripon and again no shade to that guy I'm not again trying, like, yeah we're not trying to I'm not trying to rip into the guy but it's, I'm ripping it's more into, of a decision on the organizational yes, part because yeah. there's just you go into the game knowing you are likely going to lose. When you're a Rams team that cannot afford to lose, you have really good players on the team. Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald might retire after the year. Yeah. Cooper Cup. These are guys you can't afford to just throw away their season, but you essentially did because you decided it wasn't like their second string quarterback got injured. 
this is their second string guy. Yeah. So this is the guy, this is the backup option to Matt Stafford who left last year with a spinal cord injury and you had to play Baker Mayfield. Like it's unforgivable from a team management standpoint. You had yep. the trade deadline. You could have gone out and gotten somebody. There's other people right now sitting on the market yeah. They can help you. And I keep we keep singing Carson Wentz's praises, not because he's good, but because I know he can play at an NFL starting quarter. Like he's better than some of the guys who are playing right now in the league. Yeah. I, I know that. He's better than Bryce Young. So it's like if you're trying to win, he's gonna give you a better shot at winning. And I understand yes. the idea of okay, well, we don't know what this guy can do. Exactly which is what the Vikings did. They yep. had they sh- they put a guy out there. They had no idea if he could play or not. Turns out couldn't play. Then then they played the guy that they knew could well, play at an and NFL for, level. And for Jared Hall, like that was a situation where very much like they didn't expect Kirk to tear his ACL. No, I mean Achilles. Once he did, they said, "Oh boy, we got to make a trade." Last minute, by the way, they, yeah. he tore his Achilles on Sunday. Yeah, they traded for him. The trade deadline was on Tuesday. Yeah, so three days later, they made the trade to get him. I'm sure they would have made a move on the side. If they mm-hmm. couldn't have done that, maybe Jameis Winston was in play. Who knows? But they went out and got the guy they needed to make their season work. Yep. I give you a ton of respect for doing that. And you yeah. started Jared Hall because Josh, Josh Dobbs didn't know everybody. He didn't name. know anybody. Yeah. So you were like, okay, we'll just go with this guy. And he got injured, unfortunately. And Josh Dobbs got to play heroics. We know he'll be starting next week. He was going to start next week regardless. Anyway, but like, that's the whole thing. It's like that whole situation makes more sense. Because it's like, okay, you don't know what you got in this Hall guy. Maybe he's this great rookie yeah. that you need to trot out there. But you got to at least see. But then it's like, okay, this doesn't work. Let's put out a guy that we know can play. Yeah, but I, you cannot defend or explain to me why they're tr- trotting out these guys to play quarterback. That just aren't good. That aren't good, again, when you're a team that needs to win. I get if you're the Raiders, I mean, who won this week. But or you're the playing, Giants. Yeah, or you're playing these bums at quarterback because like, you want to lose the game. Yeah, like, like, who I mean, cares? That makes sense. Like, I don't care. You're tanking at this point. Yeah, like, but like, and again, the Cardinals, like, I would I prefer to see a better quarterback there? Sure, but Kyler Murray is going to play next week, and you're the Cardinals. You want to lose. Yeah. So that's fine, but I just don't understand how routinely these teams are doing that. And again, it's the Bears and the Rams where I know the Bears want to win because their quarterback was in MVP conversations to start the year. Oh, God. Yeah, I forgot about that. So they clearly have an interest in winning football games. Mm -hmm. Their coach has an interest because he's going to get fired. Yeah. Eberflus is going to be gone. Like we know Dayball, we know Josh Gannon, and we know this new Raiders guy, whoever it is. They don't. They're, they're not going to get. They're, they're not, not getting get fired. fired. No. So like, there's not concerned about whether or not they play well if they're leaving anywhere. But when you're Matt Eberflus and you are trotting out there this quarterback to play against the Saints, like you almost beat them. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you had a better quarterback in there, things would have been different. Now, I, again, I think the Bears quarterback has been playing actually pretty well, all things considered. But again, yeah. he's still not better than some free agents that are out there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. Another <laughs> game that blew was the Commanders versus Patriots. I mean, that game was exactly what I expected it to be. Like. This is one of those, like, I don't think I saw a single red zone highlight from that game. Like, maybe the uh, Rashad Moore Stevenson, like, long run. Yeah, I think I and saw. And then, like, I think it was the Jihad Dotson, yep, I saw like, Jihad. 30-yard catch. Yep, I saw the Jihad Dotson catch. I saw and the, the and, Ramadre Stevenson. And then I think Brian Robinson got in the end zone, too. Yep, he did. On, a like, a little, like, outside zone yeah. run. But, Other, yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you what happened in those games. Nope. And I don't really care to, either. Because, like... Ooh, whatever like another game that blew mac jones doesn't look good wow who would have guessed yep uh sam howell didn't he look threw great. a pass 
to Emmanuel Forbes. Like, yeah, that one was Jaylen bad. Rager, <laughs> that one was bad. Jalen Rager had to play. Like, <laughs> full, it wasn't like sometimes we joke that they had to play defense, but usually they're playing defense just to be more safe. And Emmanuel sorry. Forbes ran his route. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Rager was reaching over his back, yeah. trying to like bat the ball down. Like it was, it was crazy. It was like borderline offensive pass interference because he was playing defensive pass interference. Like it's horrible. Oh, Jesus, they're both so bad. Yeah, Browns beat the Cardinals twenty-seven to zero again. What like the tank is on? The tank is on for the Cardinals. They were playing their quarterback. Josh Dobbs gone. Kyler Murray will be back next week with the new Call of Duty coming out. So it's, that's not great. Well, the good thing is the the multiplayer hasn't come out yet, so they still have one more week oh, of Kyler okay, being okay. actually yeah of actually being good. Um, another game that blew as all these games too: Colts versus Panthers. I'm sure nobody tuned Wait, in. Let me pull up a stat. Yep. Um, Colts beat the Panthers twenty-seven to thirteen again. Bryce Young. I think I'm officially out on Bryce Young, and I know it's early, but I just have not seen anything redeeming about him. Because some like one week he threw some on-time passes, and some people were going crazy. But like this guy was the first pick in the draft. He was good at Alabama. He won a Heisman Trophy. Like he should be able to throw an accurate pass. They can't get anything going. So um, just another stat. Um, I believe Bryce Young has thrown three touchdown passes to um, Adam Thielen, uh, his number one receiver. Um, and the second most touchdowns he's thrown uh, to a receiver this year uh, is tied for uh, Kenny Moore, the second, who is the defensive back for the Colts, <laughs> who had two pick sixes. Yeah, it's just and I mean, I, the factor in how that bad guy game is, that's a tie game. If he doesn't throw those pick sixes. Yeah, um, it's just. I don't think Bryce Young looks that good. No. The Panthers don't look good, which, again, I'm cool with the Panthers tanking. If the tank's on, the tank's the on. The tank's on, the tank's on. But the I'll, issue I'll... is that you don't have your first-round pick. I know, and that's a big problem. Which, I mean, like, yeah, I guess later on in the rounds, you'll still have your upper-tier pick. But, like, Jesus, what are you doing, man? Yeah. And then, Peter? It's not even going to be a long rant about the Raiders-Giants. I mean, I... The I've... last game, the game that might have blown... The most. The most. The most. The Raiders. Yeah. Who fired their head coach. Fired their head coach. The guy who wants to, he can feel players. He can touch them. He can He's touch He's hugging them. the owner before the game. They beat the Giants. The, the Giants. New York football Giants. Yes. With Daniel Jones, who got injured really quickly, and we're sorry about that. 30 to 6. Yes. Uh, so just some weird things that were also in that. Uh, the head coach for the Raiders now is actually a former Giants linebacker that beat Tom Brady uh, nice. in, in the Super Bowl. In 2008. In 2008. Yeah. Uh, so just very weird detail there. Um, I mean, I've been saying this for the past like three to four weeks. Please stop airing Giants games on TV. <laughs> there are children watching. We don't need to watch this. Um, Daniel Jones just tears his ACL on a non-contact thing. I mean, like the season was dead before, but I don't even, I can't even elaborate on how dead it is when we have Tommy DeVito at quarterback right now, the most New Jersey Italian American man I've ever and heard of. They're in my lucky, life. You're lucky that the giants are so bad that they won't become part of my rant Yeah, because I they, don't care that they're starting out Danny DeVito because they are just they're so, so bad. They, they're the tanks on the tank is fully on. Yeah. The tank's fully on at this point. I mean, the Giants are just so frustrating to watch because, like, I'll look at some of their players and, like, they'll be good. Like, it's like Andrew Thomas, one of the premier all left pro. tackles in the league, was a second team all pro last year, only behind um, Trent Williams. Yep. Like, insane left tackle. Amazing. Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau, really been coming into his own this past year. Um, he had three sacks against the Jets. Um, 
Deontay Banks, very solid rookie corner. He held Deontay, uh, Devontae Adams to four catches for 30 yards. Um, Hyatt. Jalen Hyatt should have had two touchdown uh, passes that were uh, missed throws by Daniel Jones. Waller's hurt, but he's Waller's good. hurt, but he is good. Saquon had 90 yards. He was averaging five yards a carry. Um yeah, it's just like it's it's so frustrating. And uh, Bobby O'Karrake, one of the best linebackers in the league this year. Um, but uh, like Dexter Lawrence, one of the yeah. the best defensive tackle in the league. Period. End of story. Um, Are Chris Jones? Yes, objectively he is. Okay. You could look at the stats, Mark. Okay. Object- you wouldn't know because nobody would know that because Gi- no one wants the Air Giants. No games. one is watching the Giants games because it doesn't matter. They had zero sacks against the Raiders. It was a pathetic performance. Um, it was just like I don't even care at this point. Like yeah. whatever, the tanks on. What I will say is, Giants fans, for the love of God, stop saying we're going to go get Caleb Williams. He's not fixing anything. All right suck it up deal with daniel jones for next year we're gonna be ass again let's go get another tackle because evan neal is a traffic cone (laughs) and doesn't know how to block get him get a guard get another edge rusher because um aziz ojalari is made out of glass i mean like because the giants i think are a top five a top i'd say top 10 one of the youngest teams in the league yeah. They have a lot, a lot of young talent on the team. There are players like and somebody that literally nobody knows about, Wandale Robinson. He w- is actually a, a very, very good slot receiver. Where do you play college? Kentucky. Okay, I was like, the name is familiar. It's it is. He's a very solid slot receiver. I think he's going to end up um, replacing our um, former uh, Sterling Shepard, who is just I think he's just done with his career because because uh, of injuries, but. It's just, it's so frustrating watching like this Giants team where you have talent at positions, but then the t- the positions you don't have talent at are legitimately the worst players on the field. Yep. Like, it, uh, like in football. Well, I was actually talking about like this, and I'm not trying to compare the eight and one Eagles to no. the two and seven Giants, but I was saying like my me and my dad were talking that Eagles are good everywhere you look except their safeties are horrible. And our linebackers are dreadful. Mm-hmm. So they're like horrible in like the center of the f- field. Like otherwise their defense is pieced together really and that's well. That's where teams attack. That's, where and the- that's where teams attack. And that's why the Eagles continually look bad in games because that's what the they're Cowboys turning stacked, the ball over yeah. and they look horrible in the middle of the field. And that's the same thing you're saying where yeah. like the reason we're so bad is because the positions we're not good at, we are so bad at. So unbelievably that bad at Teams it. can just run through them if you have a guy like Miles Garrett who will line up anywhere on the field and yeah. just like finger push Evan Neal. Yeah, just like walk around him because <laughs> Evan Neal decides to block Darren Waller instead. Yeah. I mean, like it, it's just, it's crazy to me because we even have like the center we got this year, John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota, solid center, like just like a solid center that he's been playing well so far. But both of our guards and our right tackle are so unbelievably bad that it's just, it doesn't matter how good other players can be. It doesn't matter how good Saquon Barkley is. Like, he's a top three running back in the league. You'd never know that because of when you have three 400-pound guys right in front of you that are about to tackle you, the second you get the handoff, yeah, no doubt you're not going to look good. And it's just like, whatever. This, I mean, the season's been dead, but it's aggressively dead now. Please tank. Do not draft a quarterback for the love of God. Do not draft a quarterback. It's just so bad when you lose 
to the Raiders yeah. after they fire their head coach. Well, no, coach. you never bet bet against a team that just lost their head coach. You never bet against that team. That is true. They have like a 70% win percentage. All right, quick break while Raj gets back in the frame. All back right. in, Raj is back. No more Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I would say it's an upgrade, but it's not. Huh? Um, yeah, so oh. giant update, Giants are bad. Who cares? Um, the question I have yes. to pose to everybody here is, I think this is a really thought-provoking question, is if you had to choose right now, who is your NFL MVP? Because Jesus. I do not know. Like, there is not a clear. It used to be Tua a few weeks ago. Yeah. And then for Josh Allen, it was the beginning of the season. And mm-hmm. I have my pick who I would choose right now. But it's not like I feel like this player is oh, overwhelming. Right? Because there's guys that we could talk about through the year. Tua, Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, all these people. But suddenly, you're just you kind of keep walking through and you go, who who is truly been like the best player in football? So I have my answer ready. I want you all to think about it for a minute. Okay. And then come back with the response. Because there's been a lot of teams that, like even the 49ers, you could have said a couple guys on their team for a little bit. And then they just went ahead and lost three straight football games and, and everything like that. So. All right. Just, just go with this. Go with all right. This. I think it's AJ Brown right now. It's not. Because I think I'm looking at the teams. The Eagles have the best record in the league. So I think I, I would have to take it from a team that's either seven and two or eight and one, as the Eagles are. And those teams are few and far between. And then I'd also count the Lions into that because they're six and two. And then the best player on the Eagles has been AJ Brown. It's not Jalen Hurts this year. So I would have to say AJ Brown. Not that I feel like that's like my over like not that i feel good that he's my mvp but i don't have a better choice right now he's so i can see the understanding of like he might be like the most valuable he might be the mvp right now he's the best player on the best team right now yes that is true but that does not mean he is the mvp because cooper cup had the triple crown and didn't even come close at mvp about it Mm -hmm. oh i well i'm not saying that like he should necessarily win, but it's just like a, it's a nobody key. else is really even yes. good enough at this. Like point. at least, like, like when Cooper Cup won, like should have won the well, should not should have won award when he had the triple crown. Like there were other quarterbacks who were balling out. That like mm-hmm. there's just not a player right now that I see you could point at could, and say like that, that guy. I could point and say that, and then then I default to going the best player on the best team, and that would be Jalen Hurts, except he's not been playing that well this year. So it's. Mm. It's AJ Brown for me. I also have kind of a hot take for this. Like, I think it might be TJ Watt. That's not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout at all. Considering (laughs) he has basically won the game. The Steelers only have their record basically because of him him right now. Uh, He killed Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he was. He's been playing outstanding. He sacked. He he got the sack on that play right when they ripped his helmet off. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They got the sack on him. They ripped his helmet off, and he still made the sack, celebrated. Like, he's been playing lights out. Like, mm-hmm. I know he was hurt last season, and, like, whatever. He came back with a vengeance this season. He's been playing he outstanding. Yeah, and you can make the argument that they're 5-3. and three, and The that's reason not enough, why but they're 5-3 and three is because of him. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. The reason their record's so good, and with, I actually really think that's an intro. I, would, I wouldn't take that over my A.J. Brown if I had to choose, like, mm-hmm. today because of the record-wise. But Like, genuinely, I, he might be. But, I like, I mean, T.J. Watt is the best defensive player in the league right now period and and he's scoring yeah yeah and like that's like one of the only reasons why they win those games by one score is because tj watt picks somebody off and returns it for a <laughs> touchdown yeah i really actually i think it's a really cool pick um 
damn, I don't know. Cause like, say it. I know you want to say him. I know you want to say him. I don't want to say CJ's draft. <laughs> Do you better not. I don't want to like. Actually, I have a second pick. Uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Shut <laughs> up. Justin Fields is a corpse. Um, I, corpse. Uh, I don't know. It's, was, hard. it's hard. I was going to say Kirk Cousins, then he tore his Achilles. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was going to say Kirk Cousins. I, I, you can't even, like, even if you wanted to say, like, okay, like, who's the one betting game, favorites right now? What? I'll look it up right I now. I think it's Mahomes. Still. Is it still Mahomes? And I, I, would say, like, I would say Mahomes is a fair person to continue to be the odds on favorite mm-hmm. because, again, no one else has made themselves. And we know it's going to go to a quarterback. It yeah. always does. And Patrick Mahomes has been better than. Jalen Hurts has been. Yeah. And otherwise, so like, so yeah. But I mean, it makes sense for the betting favorite. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like, right now, it feels like you're not picking quarterbacks because the quarterbacks have been so underwhelming yeah. for the teams. And I can't give it to Patrick Mahomes right now just because I can't give that award to scoring. any QB right now. I can't give it. Yeah. That's why I'm like looking at all these teams right now and I just. Oh, update the Jets are down 14 nothing. So That's that great. whole segment we just did, forget about it. Yeah. Uh, they're screwed. Um, because I, I can't, because the, right, this I, is why I was like, when I thought about the MVP, I was like, I mean, I could still like, even though the 49ers are going on a skid, I'm, I can still give it to Christian McCaffrey because like okay. the only reason why they're as good as they are is because of him. Like, because even when they do, like they don't win, he's still putting up numbers. And like the reason why they're even, they have the record that they are. Is because teams like need to be able to account for him, and then that opens up the offense for everybody else. So I'll, I'll give it to Chris McCaffrey. Obviously, at this point, like I have no idea who this would even go to, but that's kind of the, I'm gonna punt on that one and just go Chris McCaffrey because I don't mm. want to give it to any quarterback because nobody deserves it. I was gonna give it to Kirk if he didn't tear his Achilles, yeah, because he was balling. But yeah, okay, I'm pulling it up on USA Today because FanDuel was. Not working in my favor. Classic. Um, this was updated on. Stop. I don't want this ad. Um, today at twelve forty-one. So Monday at twelve forty-one p.m. before the night game, Patrick Mahomes plus two seventy-five to go there again. Probably just because he's like he's the best, best quarterback, quarterback right in the now, league, and yeah. his team seven two. Number two, Jalen Hurts, which I think again is another good spot for him because. He's got the best record if he kind of keeps his turnovers down the rest of the year. Yeah. He gets there. And three, Lamar, I would say. So Lamar's statistics have just been super underwhelming. Yeah. This year. Four, Tua. I think Tua's out of there. I don't think you can count him. No. I think Lamar Jackson could make a run this year. Maybe. Joe Burrow's a very interesting, like, oh, Jesus Christ. If Joe Shiesty comes all the way back, that'll be so fun. Oh, Joe Shiesty. We love Joe in this household. Um, so yeah, it was a little interesting. Very hot. This podcast has run long, so we are going to breeze through the rest of the stuff we wanted to talk about. The first thing being, hey guys, the Rangers won the World Series. Cool. Moving on, NBA. All I want to say is the Rangers. That was very well deserved. You well deserved. Great in the entire postseason. You were the clear team to win. It was just like the, you should have been the odds on favorites. The reason you weren't is because you were playing the Astros and because yep. the Phillies were there. But the whole time, like there was never a doubt until you lost two of those three straight games and Raj calm down take your blood good job minutes. winning your first world Series I just hit my too. ulnar nerve on that chair and nice. now my fingers are tingling Craig Kimbrell I still hate you <laughs> all right <laughs> but yeah good job Rangers you deserved it glad you won until next baseball season um and then talking about the NBA 
what's I was gonna say what's really fun and so I was thinking about earlier today along with the MVP was what is really fun about the regular season is that players and teams will do stuff that goes completely unnoticed like you would not even think about it yep. until the season NBA to the NFL season's over and media and All Star games actually start coming back up. to the NBA usually yeah. like right around Christmas time so would you know that the Mavericks are five and one. Oh, Luca is averaging 32 points. Jesus Christ. What? Who, who would have thought, who, <laughs> who would have known that the Mavericks who didn't make the playoffs last year, Matt, Kyrie and Luca five and one right now. Wouldn't know Devin Booker and Bradley Beal have been injured the whole season. <laughs> Devin Booker's played two ba- basketball games. Bradley Beal hasn't stepped on the court. Would you know? Nope. nope. I have no idea what's going on in the NBA besides the Sixers are five and one, four and one, four and one. And the Orlando Magic are they undefeated? Are four and two? Huh? What is How? happening? How? Who this, is, didn't this happen last season with like a really bad team this, being like? Well, this is like, oh, that was the Jazz, right? Or was it? Yes, the, the yeah, Jazz, jazz started yeah. off so electric. But yeah, um, this is just part of the early NBA where things are happening and no one gives them attention. Um, the Sixers are up twenty points against the Wizards right now, so they will be five and one. Shocker. And then. The Mavericks and the Magic are in a dogfight, eighty-three to eighty-five. How right now? What I mean, happening? it's a classic five and one versus four and two team right I there. I mean, like at this point, like that's the thing about the NBA. It's like similar to the MLB. It doesn't matter. Yep. So early. It's so early on, and even with basketball expanding into that play-in game to that tenth seed, you can afford to be a bad team in the beginning of the year and not great because worst case scenario, you are getting the tenth seed. And yeah. you can go win those games. So, like, you're, yeah, like the NBA, it's like, it's fun to like talk about and everything, but like right now, yes. <laughs> and that's why I love being like, look at these look things. Look how that are crazy happening. this is. And it's like, in like two months from now, it's like, oh, who cares? But maybe the magic will be good. Maybe they'll do something about that. But we talk about it later in the year when we're like, oh, they're actually a good team. More likely than not, they will fall down to earth. Yep. Yeah. So, the good thing is for the Sixers fans and honestly for the league, James Harden is gone. James Harden recently got traded to the Clippers. Send him off. In a deal for the Clippers receive James Harden, PJ Tucker, and Philip Petrosev. And the Sixers get Rocco, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, Marcus Morris, KJ Martin, a 2028 unprotected first round pick, two second round picks, a first round pick from the Thunder, and a first round pick swap for the Clippers. I believe that is in the year 2030. Mm-hmm. That's how long we are out yeah. on draft Jesus picks right Christ. now. Um, Building for the future again. Okay. I, my first reaction to the trade, actually, Raj, I'll kick it over to you in a second, but Dude, I think the Sixers I, did really well. I almost cried. Unk is not on the team no more. PJ Tucker. Yeah, Tucker, I can't yeah. believe it. Actually, no. He cost me a parlay. <laughs> he couldn't get one basket. Oh, Anyways, Jesus. that's just my gambling. I, I, Whatever, yeah. Life hates me. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I At first, I saw Harden's gone and go, okay, let's see what we pulled off with this. I see what we got. I saw what we gave up. We're, we have a lot of picks for the future. We gained Robert Covington's back. I mean, he's okay. It's like a good role player. Yeah, but if you weren't there for the 10 and 72 Sixers season, you don't understand what Rocco means. Oh, oh, Rocco means a lot. He's stuck he's, with us. He's in my heart. He's in my heart. But I, 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 it was a good trade. Harden is a locker room cancer now. He start. He kept saying like Moray, Moray. I don't know how to say her GM's last name. Uh, Dara Mori. Yeah, Mori. He's Harden was saying stuff. I mean, Embiid and all of them were fine with him. I just don't understand what he was going through. But anyways, locker room cancer. He's gone. The Sixers are built around Kelly. Uh, Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre. I've seen enough. Built around Kelly Oubre. Uh, Tyrese Maxey does look like he's making the jump right now. Yeah. He's playing lights and this, out. And this is why I think the Sixers really do well in the trade is Joel Embiid, Maxi Harris have been playing really well, and Kelly Oubre have been playing really well to start the year. At best, with James Harden on the team, who would have been happy and playing his best, 
you were the third best team in the East. Currently, right now, you still could be the third best team in the East. Like you didn't lose a bunch of potential with this. I think the team is still as good without him on it with the additions. And I think you got a lot of role players, Nick Batum, Robert Covington, Marcus Morris, and KJ Martin are all legitimate bench players in the NBA or role players in a starting position. And I think that's something that's good for the Sixers. And they still have a lot of room they can win. The reason I am so pumped is because what will go unnoticed from teams in the short term is a 2028 first round pick. In two, right now, Paul George is 33 years old. Kawhi is 32. James Harden is 34. Also, at the end of this year, James Harden's an unrestricted free agent. Kawhi Leonard has a player option. And Paul George is a player option. They will probably both accept those player options. They will be free agents in two years. And Harden's going to go to Guangdong. That so. Clippers team, if they re-sign everybody, is going to be extremely old in 2028 and probably not great. And there's also a percentage of a chance that neither of them, any all three of them, are not on the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that 28 pick could be like, that could be a situation where you see like, the remember the Warriors had a bad year mm-hmm. and they have to go draft all these good kids. And I mean, they didn't turn out to be great, but... It was like the rich got richer type of situation yep. with yeah. players. This is a situation where the Sixers are gonna could get like a stud mm-hmm. years down the line because they made some small trade with the Clippers well, getting rid of small the, trade. I don't, I, like, I, I don't I think, like when we draft studs though because we ruined a lot of studs in that draft. Yeah, but we didn't draft studs. I mean that well, they're just yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, if you're a stud, you actually come out. And okay. Yeah. Like, I go like Tyrese Maxey. <laughs> My bad. Let me rephrase. We drafted players that had a lot of potential. Like, let's be honest. Like Ben Simmons and the word stud don't go hey, like, hey, next what to about each other in sentence. Don't, don't talk about Markel Fultz. Like, no, he was. I like Markel Fultz. He's doing good in Orlando. Yeah. Shout out Orlando. Four and two. They fixed his jumper. We broke it somehow. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I'm very happy. Peter, do you have any thoughts on the James Harden trade? Cool. <laughs> cool. Who cares? <laughs> um, one note on James Harden just. Voice crack, I keep voice cracking. Um, one note on James Harden is that I think he just needs to grow up. Like this is, I don't want to pretend to know all the behind the scenes stuff that's going on, but he's just getting tired of the strippers in Philadelphia, so he's going to L.A. now. Like you can't explain to me the Houston, the Brooklyn to. No, I'm missing a team. No, no Houston, Brooklyn, Sixers, Clippers. Like why it's that type of like mm-hmm. movement? I can't explain it to you the way he's like wants to get out of the situations and everything like that like sure he was god in two playoff games last year and got us to those games he was also terrible in the other five games like put some blame on yourself like stop blaming daryl Morey. you don't want to talk to him you blew your trust with him like yeah i'm over it i really hope like i could not hope more for an organization to fail than the clippers jesus christ like with all like the quiet like resting and they're they're just an unserious basketball team yeah they are and i can't it's a retirement home now i mean it is and that's why i want want to see them fail what is russ Kawhi, pg harden yeah it's a retirement home yeah i just i would love to see them fail because i just think like what also i think what they're doing is very similar to what the saints are doing where like there's hoarding like good older players that have big contracts and like at some point, they're going to deal with it, and it's going to happen in two years, maybe this year, where like Paul George could just opt out of his contract and sign with another team. Like Paul George, because the Sixers have max cap saves, Paul George could theoretically just leave the Clippers, come to the Sixers next year, yeah, leave them high and dry, yeah. and just then it would just be Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, Paul George, yeah, yeah, and Sixers can just outright do it because they'll have. Uh, Tobias off the books. Like they could, it could Jesus Christ. Like, like I said, we would get rid of him. Like for that's, a a, that's the type of bad situation the Clippers are in with cap wise because they could straight up lose Paul George and give him to the team that just got him. So whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah. 
Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama. He's insane. Dude, uh, does unnatural things. Like it makes no sense. Like the he's an alien. Yeah. He did the get hi- blocked today. Wait, who? I, I, I saw who got his hand up high enough? Okay. Where well, is well, it? As you're looking that up, it. we'll continue to talk about how he is like he's legit. Like yeah. He was supposed to be the next coming of God, and apparently he is. So, I mean, the league is going to be cooked for the next ever. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he, again, he's just a freak. Like, he just does things on the basketball court that you shouldn't be able to do. Yeah. I give him a ton of credit for just coming to the league with all the oh, expectations. Uh, Jerome and- Jackson? Whoever this is, Jaron Jackson. Jaron Jackson. Jaren, yeah, he blocked Wemby. Look at this. Well, Jaron Jackson's a very good basketball player. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah. Wemby was going up for a dunk oh, too. So it was like when he was coming. Down. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not him. That's some other player. Last name Jackson, but not not Jaron Jackson. Okay. He plays for the Pacers. He doesn't. No. Jaron Jackson. Who cares? Anyway, but he got who cares? He got blocked. Um. But he had three blocks of his own. So. And then the last thing I wanted to note yeah. was CJ McCollum comes down with a collapsed lung. Yeah. Super weird thing to see in a basketball. Like you usually yeah, see that on a very, contact, very like rare. a yeah. NFL type of situation, or Tyrod Taylor gets slung punctured by a Chargers. Uh, oh my God! God. So. Rudy Gobert got postered. Anyway. Oh, gross. <laughs> um. But yeah, CJ McCollum. My thoughts go out to him. Hopefully, yes. he gets faster recovery. Yeah, speedy recovery. And for the Pelicans, who have a four and two start, hopefully this doesn't slow them down too much because the Western Conference, as it was last year and it will be continue to be, is just a bloodbath every single year. And there's a lot of teams right now who are who have winning records. I mean, you think about it right now, the Suns are tenth in the in the conference. And by the way, the Grizzlies are still one and six. Well, still terrible, one and six. So they're not coming back anytime soon. But um. <laughs> Hopefully for the Pelicans, they can keep riding some momentum, especially with CJ yeah. out. But we hope he gets back on the court soon. I know the next 48 hours are critical for seeing how uh, it'll go from there. And then other than that, my Ben Simmons for most improved player bet is off to a terrible start. He can't even average seven points a game. Um, like, dude, I told you, this is what happens. He gets the preseason hype. He's back in the lab cooking. He posts videos of him shooting jumpers, and everyone's like, oh my God, is Ben Simmons back? back? As soon as the okay. season starts, but it's same not, thing every year. But it's not like I didn't know this was going to happen. No. It's just I didn't want it to happen. How much did you no. put on it? Five. Oh, whatever. Yeah, five bucks. Good donation like, to Vegas. Oh, well. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's still time. There's still time. Do you have a cash out option? No. That's you might as well cash no, it out. I don't have a cash out option. Well, Let that's because Vegas sees no value in it. Well, of course, because I bet Ben Simmons would win most improved player. And I bet Tyrus Max would win MVP. Jesus Christ. I mean, dope. you might be able to get a small cash out on that. I have a dollar down on it. Maybe I'll make 50 cents. Oh, no. I'll, I'll cut my losses. 50%. No, 0% chance to get 50% of your cash out. I'm not. Yeah, no. Never. Anyway. Anyway. Um, don't listen to our gambling advice. Yeah, we don't know yeah. what we're doing. We canceled the betting quarter for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it ain't hitting. <laughs> Um, it's house money. Don't worry. It's house money. Don't worry. That's it, everyone. That's it for the Coconut Curry Podcast. If you got this far, please like, comment, subscribe. We will see you next episode with more awesome content. Please stop airing Giants games for the love of God. My mental health needs it.